can I bring back a, a segment from a previous episode? Yeah, hit it. Can I can I bring back uh, Odie's not jam? What's to not open my jam? to open it up? Are we opening this up with a not jam? Yeah, I want to open this up with a not jam. Yeah, if we had a radio station, it would just be like, <laughs> it would just be like, welcome back to Unpop one oh two five point seven. We bringing you the hot jams and the not jams every afternoon the hot from jam, not four jams. to seven with Captain Kev and Chef Odie. Like, <laughs> and then like, like <laughs> you should be a radio host. You'd be really good at it. <laughs> I, Dead ass. I I would only do one kind of radio after having yeah. binge watched Shock Jock. One Piece so much, and it's pirate radio, baby. That's all I would do. That's <laughs> that makes sense. That would be great. Right, here's here's not my jam. What? All right, hit me. Now it has it has. Oh my god! Wait, music. no, hold on, hold on. You can give me not your jam after the theme music. I just thought of the best thing ever. As long as you do pirate radio, it. if your frequency has an R and a C in it, you win. Like it's over. Like W R B C B C. Oh my god! Of course, that's where your head goes. And cue theme music, and then you can give me your not jam because that's how we're starting. We have to start on a punchline. The punchline. <laughs> I have no comment. Good. <laughs> I can see. Are you ready to slap my face? Uh, yeah, I have to do that. Now I have to do the same thing. All right, ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Love it. This is going to be an ongoing thing now. <laughs> we just slap our faces because we're holding mics now. Season, season one, we've upgraded to face slaps to start the podcast. I mean, it wakes you up, right? You're just drawing blood to the face. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, That's what I want. That's why I did it a second time. <laughs> Of course. Not yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome yeah. welcome back to the Unpop Podcast, where we're both working out physical face trauma live <laughs> for you, and keeping a sound recording with a clap track. I'm your host, Captain Kevin, <laughs> on WRBC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He him with me as always is hysterically. Oh my god, it's too early for this. The chef, Odie Matthews, they, them. Yes! <laughs> it's early for me. Say the radio station. Say the, say the station name. 1067 RBC. WRBC. I didn't know what you said in the beginning. <laughs> Whatever. I just we'll picked just a local radio station. Different numbers in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is you have to find it oh no oh man we messed up you gotta have an x in the name too right <laughs> oh because x marks the spot yes Pirates. that means you found us here you found the audio gold that you've been looking for all right what is your not jam i don't know <laughs> it's gonna go in a completely different direction Going in a different direction. But now right. that now that I've just like blown up any semblance of cohesion we've had, what is your yeah. not jam? Um, Get us back on course, <laughs> Chef. All right, I was gonna tell a uh, I was gonna tell a story. So okay. yesterday, uh, 
I one of my contracts for freelance video work is a uh, sports complex, yes. right? So these are games for like fifth graders and middle school, and they just it's mainly just it's football, lacrosse, and soccer. But I mainly do the football games, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I've set the backdrop. Now, if and I want to I want to say this at the top before I tell my story of what's not my jam. If you have a kid and you're proud of that kid, hey. That's okay. But if you act like this, you're a bad person. Here's the story. So these are fifth graders. How old is the average fifth grader? Like 10? Uh, yeah. 11? Yeah, they're, they're about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, right? nine no to idea. 11, depending on when they were born. Go. Okay. So keep in mind, these are kids that are between 9 and 11. Mm-hmm. It's a peewee football game. And now I operate the camera, so usually I already I know this in. is going to be gold because you said pee wee football, which is like an oxymoron in itself. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Let's take the tiniest so, humans and we'll just <laughs> pat them up and throw them at each other. It'll be great. That's literally what it is, though. It's very <laughs> funny to watch. I'm not kidding. It's hilarious. I mean, if you've a, never watched it, <laughs> as a parent, I feel like that's a sound investment in your own entertainment. You know, it might cost a few hundred bucks, but you know, you get yeah. to watch your kid just get downed a couple times. It's anyway really funny to watch some of these kids get thrown because like some of these fifth graders are huge and some of them are like normal fifth grade size so you just see like this six foot fifth grader just playing football against these like two feet tall kids oh the kid that was held back a couple times and has like an extra chromosome (laughs) yeah and somehow had his growth spurt at two years old they put him at linebacker (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right all right all right so so one of the games that i'm doing yesterday yeah um i took my headphones out because i like to, you know, take them out every now and then. And anyway, so I'm filming the game and it's always, it's always, always, always middle-aged, white, overweight, former high school football players that are the coaches to these teams, right? They literally... Oh yeah, you mean the most confident and secure people in the entire world. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. The people that literally like played probably like high school football didn't make it very far now they want to relive their glory days but since they're not qualified to teach like high school and up they have to teach fifth graders but they treat them like they're high school and up because yeah. during one of the games I'm, I'm 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 filming from the end zone and one of the coaches starts yelling at one of his kids get your fucking head out of your ass and make the tackle right and this is a fifth grader and so it gets better it gets even better then this lady from across, from the other team across the field starts yelling back and goes, they're just babies. Just let them play the game. And then maybe two plays later, the, the guy standing next to that lady on the other side of the field mm-hmm. starts yelling, come on, defense, hurt these kids. You can hurt them, hurt these kids. Wow. And then it gets... <laughs> Then, I'm not joking, this all takes place within, like, a couple plays of each other because the same team is still on defense. Like, maybe a play or two later, one of the kids gets hurt, and I just hear a parent yell, get your fucking ass up, you're not hurt, be a man. And all I got to say, all I got to say is to encompass encompass this story. And (laughs) this is just – now, I've done over a dozen of these games so far, and this this is a very – Maybe not as vulgar, but it's ve- it's a very common theme that I've seen in these games where these parents and these coaches yell at these kids yeah. like they're high school and up 
sports players, right? Oh, yeah. These are literal children, and they are yelling at them like they're in high school. And the thing is, why it's not my jam is because I have seen a majority of the parents out there yell and scream and talk to their kids like they're absolute trash when they're on the field. And then when the kid comes off the field, they're like, are you okay? Are you, are you okay? It's like, you can't do that. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah, Not yeah, at that yeah. age. Like yeah. I'm all about, I'm all about wanting your team to win. I'm all about being competitive. It's sports. You know, even if you're at fifth grade, like you want to win, but if you want to win to the point where one of the coaches literally was like throwing his clipboard down because yeah. his kids weren't making the plays right. Oh my if God. you're that invested to where you can't see past the fact that it's a 10 year old child He's 10. and yeah. you decide to take it to a whole new level and be an absolute shit bird of a person. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying this right now, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, you're off the hook because I found a new thing to hate this season. Oh, for sure. It's, it's sports parents. Well, we sports never parents, hated Dwayne anyway. You're right. You're right. But <laughs> sports parents, I'm coming for you this season. As I do this gig until the end of November, I will probably be bringing some stories because it dumbfounds me to see the way that these parents and these coaches treat these literal children it's yeah. so upsetting oh dude well the thing that like cracks me up the most is when you said be a man because like that yeah. <laughs> that kid <laughs> ha hasn't even had like a testicle drop yet you know like, like, <laughs> like he's just this dad is just yelling a single man. one he's like i don't even that's an abstract concept dad i don't even know how to embody that yet i don't know why he's like <laughs> he just walked down the field was like our women should be in the kitchen, and I'm tough, and four trucks. <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. Am I a man, Dad? So, Anyways. I, I started – I'll share. I started playing football and wrestling when I was in seventh grade. When I first started wrestling as, like, a little, little kid, I remember my dad was like, you can do Cub Scouts or you can do wrestling. And I was like, I guess I'll figure out which one I like between the two of them. I ended up not liking either of them at that time. I, like, just – it just didn't work for me, you know? Like, yeah. And then I came back to it because as a little kid, like, I just had – like, especially, you know, like, you know, younger and then into preteen, I had, like, a ton of energy. Go figure. And I just had to get it out somehow and, like – a lot of it ended up coming out in frustration because I'd be sitting in class and we'd just be repeating the same thing because that's what it is up until you get to high school. You're just repeating and repeating and repeating and sometimes learning something new, but then you repeat and repeat and repeat. And it was super frustrating. And then, like, you know, I would get out of school and, like, my friends and I would just, like, put hockey sticks and hockey gloves uh hockey gloves on hockey sticks and like joust each other on bmx bikes you know like that was <laughs> we were just like we were already <laughs> kicking the crap out of each other you know once a day like one of us would get mad at the other one and throw him to the ground and punch him in the face a couple times you know like that's just that was my friend group you know like we would be tossing each other onto mattresses off of roofs so like we were just doing all this extreme stuff because it was fun and then somebody finally was just like Kev, you should really do football. It it would be good. Like you could, they were like you could hit people. And like in my mind, well, for some reason, what had never like made sense to me. Like I was just like, well, if I play football, I'm a little bit smaller. They'll make me a running back or whatever, and I don't want to do that. And then somebody was like, Kev, you're like you could go hit some people. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'll try out for football. Yeah. So, and in my school, like if you try out for football in seventh or eighth grade, chances are you make the team. And the team's just huge and then uh i went to my first football practice and i remember 
like the kids who had been playing peewee and stuff like that they had already been yelled at a lot so like they i got hit pretty hard a couple times and i was like i remember like day three i was questioning like do i even like this and then one of my coaches grabbed me and pulled me to the side and was like and was like stop second guessing just hit the guy in front of you and i was like okay <laughs> like that's fine like that makes sense to me because you know i'm not playing with my glasses on so they put me on the line and like i've got a guy in front of me i just got to hit the guy in front of me and i remember going out on that play and like everything changed and i played football the rest of my uh high school career right except for one year i did wrestling year round but like i just ended up i i remember hit like flat backing a kid and just going oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing because that felt good and (laughs) and not only that it's within the rules and that's the thing that i've always liked like i'm i'm not a hyper aggressive person like i'm not the type of person who's like angry and walking around like you better look out for me and look out when i get angry like i'm not that guy but if you give me a rule like if you give me a set of rules and something relatively competitive and you go and you're allowed to physically just throw that person (laughs) aside i will go that's in the rules and they go yes and i go perfect you know that's amazing so yeah but i will say like you know my like we were (laughs) it's funny because like i think parents parents always kind of like they always they have to parent and all of them parent differently and some are good and some are bad some of them are just yelling at their kids i guarantee you that's the same parent that's like always like you're a man you gotta be tough and like that kid's gonna grow up and not know how to handle emotions which sometimes it's which we're learning now is a different form of toughness that's psychological toughness that's the ability to slow down and process something right so that's a different kind of toughness but my dad uh we went to chloe had her first uh high school soccer game yesterday right no um she scored seven goals (laughs) no freaking joke Oh my god. <laughs> it's stupid. Okay. They started early and Kaden and I showed up with bagels for everybody, like at the time the game was supposed to start. And Brady just goes, Chloe already scored two goals. <laughs> like I was like, What? Oh my god. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> She's such a beast. But then That's awesome. so then my dad showed up and my dad, mind you, has never watched professional soccer. He's never like actually gotten into soccer. And he's sitting and he's like he's like He's like, well, you know, you want to have the ball over here. Like, just immediately. Like, he was just in, like, dad slash coach mode. Which is cracking me up. Because I was like, dad, that's that's actually not what you want to do. No. No. (laughs) I was like, and I was trying to, like, explain it to him. uh, Yet again, I was like, how do I let you down softly? This is not the thing. Because I thought the same thing when I started watching. And it's, we're wrong. We're wrong, dad. We're wrong. You know, it's. I didn't realize that um, you and I have an overlap on sports we played. Because would you believe that I also played football? Yes. Do you know what position I played? You'll never guess. Uh, corner. Important. Important. Important position. The most important position. Center. Besides quarterback. <laughs> Special team. I kicked the extra. I kicked the extra points. Special teams, baby. <laughs> I was a <the> kicker. <laughs> For one year, and I was I, like, I'm going back to soccer. This is stupid. Dude, when I played – Dude, I had to sit at practice in Florida in yeah. high school. I just want to say, I had to sit in practice in Florida in high school yeah. in the summer. Yep. 
in the heat yep. as a kicker. And yep. I would literally just sit there and be like, all right, coach, when are we doing the field goals? And he'd be like, towards the end of practice. And I'd be like, okay, what do me and this other kicker do until then? He'd be like, I don't know, just kick. So I would just spend like two hours in full pads just kicking, just sitting there kicking. Great. And I was like, this is so boring. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, soccer was my main sport and cross country and swim. I wish I had gotten into soccer or proper football, as I like to call it now, in high school. Because football. I, I, yeah. I would have really – I really would have enjoyed that. Uh, I'm glad I played football. I'm glad I did wrestling. I'm glad I still do combat sports like judo. Um, but the more I watch and, like, you know, like I was kicking around the ball on the sideline with uh, Chloe and Mason's cousin Tanner um, – and, like, we were just doing little trick kicks and, like, you know, passes and juggling and stuff. And I was like, man, mm. I wish I would have gotten into this sport in high school. Like, it's so fun much game. fun. And not only it that, is. like, it's a full contact sport, but you're really not supposed to, like, hit people too hard. But you can put mm. pressure on them, you know. So, like, ah, it's just, yeah, it's really good. Can I tell you a, can I tell you a story about soccer for, yeah. for me when I was in high school? Yeah, hit me. So, I was, uh, my senior year, I was varsity defensive captain because okay. i played soccer like my entire life yeah and uh i was known to have a little bit of a of a mouth yeah uh specifically towards the referees oh. i would yell at them bad. a lot that's bad news and so at the end of the of the season we would do it like an award thing and since this was our last year like the coaches kind of went all out for the seniors and uh that season I had, I believe it was like either 16 or 18 yellow cards over which half were from the refs because I was yelling at them, calling them fucking stupid. Yep. And I was in high school. Oh, man. So at the, end of this, at the end of the year during the award ceremony, I got, they were like, this is a very special award. And they were like, this is for you. And it was a, pl it was a, <laughs> it was a piece of paper that was framed. And it was called the, you need to learn to shut your mouth award. Uh -huh. <laughs> And uh, I had that up until like probably five years ago. I was very proud of that. I got ejected from two games for That's yelling great. at refs. Like I was, but I'll tell you what. You were man, that guy. I loved beating people up on defense. I played center D. Oh man, so much fun. Anyways. Um, Anyways. That brings us into the Is topic the that we're going to talk about today. Now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, we're we going to talk. We should do a sports we're episode. We're going to talk about a after all the sports what? movies. Sports movies and like yes. TV shows and stuff. Oh, oh absolutely. Man, yeah. It'd be great. Absolutely. Friday Night Light. No. Um, I I would love to do a sports episode and just break down, like, the American Yeah, we could do Death Race. Sports culture. No, we are not doing Cause NASCAR's Because NASCAR is a sport. NASCAR is not a sport. Oh, we could do uh, scuba diving, which is a sport, which we could do the Meg. That's, that's, that's not another a sport. one we could do. That's not a sport. How is it not a sport? It's not It's not a sport. It's, it's not even a game. we actually talking about today though uh well something related to scuba diving so i'm sure i'll hear about the mag we are talking about <laughs> anime adaptations a la one piece which is sweeping people's consciousnesses is, is, is by storm um yes it's dude and here's <laughs> i honestly like i remember seeing the first like trailer for it and being like I think this is going to be good and I should probably like watch the anime so that like I actually kind of know what's going on when it when it comes out instead of like just watching the live action and then seeing if I want to get into the anime which sometimes like that can fail you you know yeah. I was like oh I'll watch the anime first and 
I gotta say it's definitely in my top three now. Like the an- anime. I'm, I'm almost two epi- Actually, I'm two hundred episodes in. Over two hundred episodes in, and it's my fave. It's just so good. Hmm. It's like really? it's it's not favorite ever. Maybe like I actually, um, I had a good qu- I had a good conversation with Nono, uh, who's doing our destiny yeah art um she and i were talking about just like different anime that we love and like really digging into like i remembered a bunch of deep cuts like like anime that i hadn't thought about in a long time that i loved a ton when i was watching but there's just there's so much you know going back to one thing that like we touch on a lot like there's just so much content there's so much stuff that's coming out all the time we're we're constantly producing stories that we're telling each other and telling ourselves and like there's so much going on that like it's very easy to forget like speed grapher was an amazingly weird anime and like highly suspenseful and kind of dark and like really esoteric you know and then like monster was 80 i think it's like 83 or 87 episodes of pure genius like it's really good and grounded and then there's like steins gate and k and like all of the like even some of like the slice of life animes that i've seen that i like forgot about mm. um there's some really there's good so slice of life animes ones. but having gotten to episode 200 of one piece and really not losing steam like I, I honestly, once it hit like episode, I want to say like s- around the sixties and it's not like I didn't like it up till that point. It's not like I was like, Oh, I can't wait for this thing to take off. I was like, Oh, these are fun characters. I'm enjoying this. And then somewhere around like the sixties, which is where they start to get into, um, the sixties is like, I think around our long park air area, which is in the live action. So that's not too, too, too much, uh, into it but um right around there i was like wow this show's actually just like not only is it maintaining it's like fun adventurous free atmosphere that i've really enjoyed about it because there are like slice of life components but it it then will like switch gears back into a shonen and then switch gears back into like a storytelling type adventure anime and then like switch again you know like it's just really good and yeah no it's just it's it's awesome so yeah let's let's talk about uh where where some have gone right where some have gone wrong um, and then i want to talk about one piece at the end because i've only yes spoiler alert i've only watched one episode so far yes um, this week we okay. were gonna watch more but then in-laws were supposed to come in-laws didn't come and we were like ah yeah so let's want to say okay, one so piece we'll touch on one piece only watched, at the end yeah i, I want i've only you... watched one episode yes I want. I'm sure you came with examples of failed and succeeded adaptations. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know there's not very many, which is nice. So let's talk about some failed. Hit me. Let's talk about the failed ones first. Hit um, me. I think one of the most, the two most famous ones that I want to talk about. Okay. In lieu of One Piece being on Netflix, are uh-huh. the two other Netflix takes that they have tried. One being the most garbage human pile of shit worst type of adaptation what were you thinking everybody involved you do not deserve to work in hollywood give me your job that is the 2017 death note thank you i was hoping you would say that because i was thinking you were gonna say that and then i was like oh shit what if Mm. he says what if they say cowboy bebop like (laughs) i was like no so here's why death so here's why death note specifically makes me like there's not a lot of adaptations of source material that like i'm a big fan of that i'm like oh like you have adapted that and it's like it's not that great whatever but 
Death Note was the first anime that I ever watched. It was the anime that got me into anime, right? Like yes. Goose, when when we first started dating, was like, oh, like you should watch anime. And I was like, no, anime is for nerds. And they were like, you should watch <gasps> Death Note. And I was you like, said, I said what? Will... <laughs> I know. Star Wars Tattoo Guy says what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Go um, on, and Padawan. And I, <laughs> Go on. I have so many anime tattoos now, it's insane. Um <laughs> <laughs> ah, um, you're just eating crow yeah. and then show it flaunting it <laughs> all right so we we watched death note and i remember spoiler alert if you haven't seen the ultra famous almost 20 year old anime death note but you get to like three quarters of the way in and l beats light right like our light beats l yeah right like he he, he kills him and then it picks up a little bit later on with like L's apprentice or Light's apprentice and everything, and then like there's like maybe twelve more episodes or something, right? Like I, I don't remember exactly. It gets but to like, like thirty six or thirty seven, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, for one, I still think about that anime uh-huh. all the. I still think about how Light and L, like how how that fight went. Like I still think about it all the time because it's so it's so good. And then they take one of the. Is it Alex? It's either Alex or Nat Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band back on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel from like the mid two thousands. I never watched it. It was before. It was too. Uh, I, don't I was know. too old for it. He's also been in um, the Boston Bar- Boston Marathon bombing movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Patriots Day. I think yep. it's called. Um, he plays one of the terrorists. He's not a good actor. He no. overacts. He he's he's not good. I don't like him. Yep. And then. You have him, and it's like, oh, okay, don't like that. But then you're like, oh, but uh, Green Goblin is in this, you know? Uh, what's Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. I was going to say he, they made one good decision with this yeah. entire adaptation, and it was casting Willem Dafoe as Reed. But the problem – oh, dude, he is – He's I perfect. Love Willem Dafoe. He's perfect. And the problem – the, the biggest problem with this anime or this live action, right? And I don't necessarily have a problem. Is that there was already watch... a live action and it still wasn't as good as the anime? Is that what was wrong with it? <laughs> We're going to get into some more right, of those. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, my problem with it is, is, like, if you want to change change it up a little bit, I'm okay with that. I think yeah. that that is that should, that should almost be encouraged to some extent because, yeah. and we've talked about this at nauseum before, there are things that you can do in anime that you cannot do. They do not translate to live action. Yes. And because of that, I think it is okay to make some creative choices to change some things that maybe don't adapt that well. Agreed. However, comma, what I will say is that when you change it so much that the only through line is the 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 Ryuk is there, and there's a Death Note, and nothing else yeah. is the same. It doesn't yeah. make any sense because, like, what made the first, what made the anime so compelling is when it starts out. This is my opinion. Yeah, when it starts out, and Light gets the Death Note, and he starts killing criminals. Yes. At first, you're like, "Yeah, dude, fucking kill those criminals." Yeah. Because like, he's killing people on like death row and stuff, and yeah. like murderers, and you're like, "Yeah, that's good." And then that anime, it slowly evolves into he's just killing anybody that does any kind of crime, right? Yep. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it's and it starts to teeter into that. But with this, it doesn't take that approach at all. It's just, oh, I have a death note. I'm gonna start killing people. Like he kills his call, like his his friend and everything, or that bully in high school in the live action. I very loosely remember this, by the way. I've only seen it once. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I watched it once and I have tried to forget it. So with yeah, you. I'm trying to, but like I, I just remember like the finale of this is like 
they're, a, they're on a Ferris wheel on the pier, yes. and like the Death Note falls into like uh, somehow they change the. That was the main thing. It was bad. They changed the rules. They changed the rules of the Death Note where you can rip a page out and then burn it later and it, like, doesn't matter and, like, maybe the girl is dead but, like, the relationship with the girl isn't the same and it's just, like, you had, you had, for one, out of all the anime adaptations to pick, you picked one that would easily, easily translate to live action because there's no fight scenes, there's no mythical elements, there's no big explosions. It's literally a a guy in in a suit and, and then just killing people in a death note. You know what I mean? One small correction. There is an awesome fight scene between Light and L when they are handcuffed together in a hotel room. Right. Like right. midway through the first season that I remember being like, this is amazing. Yeah. They're actually like, fighting. Could, like it was you could, really you could cool. <laughs> you can translate that fight yes, scene yes. better than like Goku fighting Frieza crashing through planets. Yes, you know what I mean? I really enjoyed that one fight scene though. It was really good. <laughs> Um, that is a good one. Yeah. And I just feel like you could have literally just been like, all right, let's just make this a show. Do you, we'll do the same same number of seasons. Like, do you, I don't know. Do you know my favorite my my favorite moment from the entire anime and where I was really bummed that they didn't like, one, make it a series, two, really get into it and properly cast it, and three, just, you know, completely failed it in general. But, like, my my one of my favorite scenes is when – uh, Light and L are in college together, and they play tennis. That oh, is like yes. one of my favorite moments. That's because a great one. It's like it's so peak anime because every single frame is like it's mm-hmm. like them like thinking about the other one, and it's like if I win against him, then it proves that yeah. I'm competitive, but also might games. prove that I'm a killer. And like <laughs> I was like. And part of you is like, one, how? (laughs) How does that make sense? But two, I believe it because you're both ridiculous. (laughs) Like that is okay. This is the final point because I don't want I don't want to talk about Death Note too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Quite literally, that is that summarizes all of it. Yeah. The thing about the anime that makes it so compelling is both of the main characters, both Light and L are extremely methodical they're tacticians they're very smart and in this one light is just a screaming bumbling idiot and l is not interesting or they took they were like oh l eats a lot of candy in the anime yeah all right we'll just have him sit weird and eat and candy weird in every frame it's like that's not you missed the reason why like he even explains why he sits the way he does and why he eats candy you're not gonna even bother to justify that okay the 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 anime is like what if chaotic evil batman or lawful evil batman versus like chaotic good batman (laughs) and then the live action is just what if screaming matt damon batman versus ben affleck batman (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent. i don't know why that's the analogy that i crafted but that's what i actually okay so we can move on from Death Note, but the Death Note, Death Death Note, it's a different one. Uh, there's no uh, we Death. <laughs> could you imagine? And then I he can't hear you. He, within sixty seconds, they you. can't hear. Uh, all right. So, uh, the one thing that really changed Death Note when I went back to rewatch it. First off, what a banger for an opening song. <laughs> like yeah, like hundred percent. That's the other thing is like if you're gonna do an anime adaptation, you have to have banger music. 
<laughs> like there mm-hmm. are qualifications. Like if you're adapting it, yeah, you can't go. F- it, you can't go full anime, but you can't go full live action. You gotta find the middle ground. You gotta have banger music. <laughs> like that's one thing that we've come to accept expect as an audience, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> when I went back and watched Death Note through like uh, probably a few years ago because i was like oh man i remember really loving that but i was also kind of an angsty post teen so let's see if i think differently about it now and i i do uh spoiler alert but i remember watching it and being (laughs) like you know light and l it's kind of like an edgy anime uh bugs bunny elmer fudd type thing going on you know (laughs) like Oh, it dude, really is like it's, it's very it's Looney good, Tunes <laughs> when you really think about it. He's like, he's like, and then I learned about it. But the way that they like reveal the information and who learns what when they learn it is important to the story and it develops over time. So that's good. Um, yeah. All right. Do you have another example of a bad one? And then I want to talk about a couple good yeah. ones and then one piece. I have a lot of examples of bad ones. You want me to give rattle me, off some? Give me one more good example of a bad one. Uh yeah yeah how about this rattle some off and then focus on yeah yeah, yeah. rattle some off say, yep, then focus on another one yeah okay so for some of those that maybe people don't know they've made now a lot of these are not western adaptations there are a couple that we've done on in the west you know with Hollywood yep. but a lot of these are uh, Japanese based studios so they have adapted um it's either two or three movies of Full Full Metal Alchemist. Um, yes. I believe they've done three adaptations of that. Which were okay. Uh, I haven't seen them. I've seen some clips, and look, I love Full Metal Alchemist. I I know that there's two animes for Full Metal. There's Brotherhood and Regular. Both I've of only them watched... ran out of budget. Yes. <laughs> Go. I've only watched the regular one, which apparently follows the manga a little bit closer than Brotherhood. Brotherhood was the one that like deviated. No, Brotherhood is the one that follows the manga more. Okay, then I've watched Brotherhood. Yes. Um... That's the one that actually starts like further back and introduces Mustang so earlier. So good. And, yeah. Okay. So good. Yeah. Love Full Metal. Yeah. Um, they have done uh, a live action Bleach. Yep. Over there, which is um, okay. they have done. Is it okay? It's they've fun. done. I'm surprised they haven't tried Naruto yet. Um, Don't. <laughs> that's next. That's next. You know it's coming. Yeah. You know it's coming. Now that One With Piece the success succeeded. of One Piece. Yeah. It's coming. The only it's thing coming. that sucks um, about Naruto is. First off, right off the rip, how are they going to handle sexy jutsu? <laughs> Secondly, right off the rip, how are they going to handle poking people in the butt? Like, that's <laughs> just like, like in my mind, I'm like, what is going to happen here? And how is the world going to react when they learn what anime has really been about and what Megan Thee Stallion yeah. and other famous musicians and sports stars have really been into? Yep. All right, keep going. Um. Keep going. They've done, um, a, I think, one, maybe two Attack on Titan movies, which are... I've not seen them. So bad. I've, so, yeah. so, so bad. Um, spoiler alert, they changed the complete story where in the very first movie, which is supposed to be the first season, yeah. there is no Aaron mom. There's no Aaron what? mom death. Mikasa gets a death but- fake out, and then and then later on, it gets worse. Mikasa gets a death fake out, and then later on shows up to save Aaron. There so is dumb. no Levi. Yeah, it's, it's bad. But <gasps> There's no Levi? No, no. Stop talking. Not in any of the movies. Stop talking. Yeah. So just hopefully, fingers crossed, I, I just want to point this out. I've mentioned it before, but I like to mention it every time. Um, 
the It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 movies, as well as the new Flash movie, that director, Andy Muschietti, and yep. his sister, Barbara Muschietti, yep. are tapped to direct and produce and write Batman the Brave and the Bold for James Gunn's DCEU. Yes. However, because that is a Warner Brothers property, back in 2018, Andy Muschietti was tapped to write and direct, partnering with the original creator of the manga, a yes. live-action Warner Brothers Warner Brothers Attack on Titan movie, and I'm hoping yes. that because he's working under the umbrella of Warner Brothers, that after Batman or maybe before Batman, because Andy loves the the anime or and the manga, I'm hoping we get that because I think he is he is yeah. perfect. He's a perfect perfect choice for that because the yeah. Flash is a bad movie, but his directing is phenomenal. The, and I stand by he that. made he made the Flash bearable for some and that is I mean, an accomplishment yeah <laughs> all right and that movie went into production in 2016 and Ugh. went through four different directors Gross. by the time it got to him we're lucky we even got a movie anyways could you imagine um, walking into that like wet macaroni floor of a cutting room yeah. and being like what do i do with this <laughs> like uh, i mean he did the best it's just like michael keaton's just sitting in there it's like hey how are you i've been here for i've been here since 2016 i've been here what are for we doing? four years Please let me go home. <laughs> Can you Jesus just kill me off, me leave? please? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, and then some other ones that are bad. Yes. Now, I've been told that Cowboy Bebop is bad. Now, I have never watched the anime or the live action, so I do not know. Hot take. I mm -hmm. Okay. We're... If you haven't watched the live action or the anime, I'm going to cover all this right now. First off, the anime it. is sacred. It is absolutely phenomenal, and I understand why people who like the anime didn't like the live action. And I understand why people who didn't like the live action aren't watching the anime. Secondly, there was a movie for Cowboy Bebop that came out that was okay already. Like There was like an anime movie that was like tacked on to Cowboy Bebop, and it's fine, but it's nowhere near as good as the anime. The anime is on another level. Shinichiro Watanabe is actually like my favorite anime writer, director, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> He's phenomenal. He did Carol and Tuesday. He did Kids on the Slope. He did Space Dandy, which is arguably like in my top five, at just rotating around at any given moment, and was the precursor <laughs> to R Rick and Morty. I freaking love him. He can tell a story about sad kids playing jazz he can tell a story about space bounty hunters he can tell a, a story about a ramen shop that exists interdimensionally that sells the best ramen in the known multiverse yeah okay yeah shinichiro watanabe is absolutely phenomenal uh and cowboy bebop is like one of the best ever it will always be in my top mm. three like it is absolutely phenomenal um the live action, and this is a hot take, the live action did some really bad changes, but when you look at overall execution of the story and the way that things were presented and how they handled adapting such an outlandish space escapade into a mm. live action show, it is actually the precursor in my mind to how good Bleach or not Bleach, One Piece now is, mm. but also was fine. It's fine. I watched it. It was pretty good. There were moments that I really loved. There were moments that I didn't like. There were moments where I was like, that's really, that's too far off. There were moments where I was like, okay, this is like what I wanted out of it. And the casting on it was phenomenal. It like, they crushed yeah. the casting on it. And so at the end of the day, when I got to the end, I was like, oh, I probably wouldn't watch that again. I really didn't like how it ended. Like, I can see why it's getting canceled. Fine. But 
they they did a fine job, right? Like it, it, yeah. it's not like I walked away from it going that was an absolute piece of garbage. Like no, there were some really good things that came out of it. I might. I honestly, I feel an anime resurgence, especially talking about this and yes. watching. I'm gonna be finishing One Piece probably today because my yeah. in laws were supposed to be here and they're not. I have a feeling that this next week I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna catch up on on some anime. Anyways, all right, let's keep. Okay. I'm gonna keep rattling off some more. Yep. Because I want to make sure I cover as many as possible. Because otherwise, people might be like, "Uh, you didn't mention this anime." All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, if we didn't mention it, it's because we know, but we don't care. Yeah. Um. If we didn't Alita mention it, Battle Angel, we don't care about it, and we don't care about you. All right, keep going. Exactly. Um, Man Alita up. Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to hold off on Alita Battle Angel. The other one that I'm going to mention that's bad is Ghost in the Shell. Uh, that the Scarlett is Johansson. The Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah. Look. That's all you got. Here's the thing. And for that one, I w- all I'm going to say is that it's not a bad movie. It's fine as a movie. If you look at it as... It's just a movie, and Scarlett Johansson plays this weird robot, and there's this weird world, and she has to go do some weird stuff. It's like, all right, it's a fine movie. But when you look at it compared right next to the source material, it's bad. It's really bad. And on top of that, it's boring. It's so boring. Yeah. Um, It suffers from the same thing that Cowboy Bebop did. It tried to ride this middle line of it's like like a highly produced Western live-action and it's also an anime. Like, it tried to ride the line, and in riding the line, it accomplished neither. The only thing that I liked about the Ghost yeah. in the Shell movie was they did a pretty good job with the villain. Um, That was kind of cool. I liked how they handled him. Everything else, uh, no. No. Big, big, big flop. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. And then, uh, so another one that I know people might have seen yeah. i know that we talked about maybe watching it so zom 100 released an anime and a live action side by side yes apparently the live action is pretty boring yes <laughs> but First i off, wouldn't i wouldn't be able to cool, know cool idea second off bad idea because <laughs> because <Yeah>. the anime <laughs> is so colorful and amazing and fun and like the the pacing the, the here's another thing like and um, uh, Emma Sullivan, I think that's her name, uh, she she worked on One Piece. I watched a clip of her talking about how they knew that they couldn't make the faces that the characters make on One Piece or do some of the actions mm. that the characters do on One Piece. But they could try to encapsulate that in a way that's identifiable to us as people since we're watching a live action. And Zom 100 uh, is attempting to keep pace with well they're attempting to release at the same time as this anime that's very very like fast paced like the character is constantly just making bad decisions that escalate every episode exponentially whereas the live action isn't like delivering on that same pacing and that's very hard to do with the anime like if the one piece live action followed the pacing of the one piece anime it probably would have flopped oh yeah yeah 100% okay um so, if we were going to talk about a bad one, what's a bad one that comes to mind that I haven't mentioned? What's what? What's which? Am I miss? What, what am I missing? Uh, so there's there's one, and you haven't mentioned have it, and this is the the last bad one that I want to talk about because it is okay, the, let's see if it's the, the same as mine. penultimate example of a bad anime adaptation, and it is. Dragon Ball Z. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was gonna say the last Airbender. No. But that's the last not air- as much the, an anime. Let's push that aside. That was a yeah. That, I'm with that's you. an anime style Western cartoon. It, let's talk it about Dragon Ball a, Z. Yes. Dragon Ball Z. And yeah. this was at the time so where bad. I would say I was coming off of being the most into Dragon Ball Z I had ever been in, right? Like I was like I, I had watched same. I had watched GT, I had watched all of it, right? Like I had watched all of mm-hmm. it and I loved all of it. Like I now I know that like I, I don't like GT that much. I like when they went back to Z. Um <laughs> you know, but um in in watching Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z and then, like, growing up on that even, like, I, I um, my brother and I made friends with, there, there was a boy named Robin, and his parents owned the Chinese restaurant down the hill from us growing up. And we made friends with him, and Robin would show us, like, Robin would get, like, bootleg uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, DVDs that we could watch at his house. It was amazing. So I got to watch, like... I got to watch like uh, the Brawly movie before it was out in the United States, you know, but it's because, yeah, it's because like, you know, Robin and his also funny story about Robin. uh, His parents had a bunch of pigeons outside of their house. And then one day we went there and there were no pigeons outside of his house. And he said they all died. And I never thought about it as a kid, but I think about it a lot as an adult because we used to go and eat chicken noodle soup in his family's restaurant a lot. Anyway. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. You can't just breeze past that like you didn't just imply that you were eating pigeon noodle soup I instead of chicken. Kevin, you sure cannot be like. we were. <laughs> like, you can't be like, my friend had a lot of pigeons and I ate a lot of chicken soup. And then one day there was no more pigeons. I did not investigate further as a child. <laughs> but I think about it as a lot. I think about it a lot as I think it's safe to say you've eaten pigeon. You've eaten pigeon. I it's safe to say. I think it's safe to say, yeah. Confirmed. So, anyway. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, Dragon Ball Z, the movie came out and I was pretty hype on it. I was like, okay, it looks a little weird, but whatever. Like this, this is pretty cool. Piccolo seems to be the bad guy. It seems like it's going to be fun. And I watched every minute of that film. I swear to God, waiting for the moment that it got cool. Yeah. I saw it in theaters and it was, it was super disappointing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I was a huge Dragon Ball fan. Actually, I guess technically Dragon Ball was the f- Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Evolution were my first animes technically before yes. Death Note because I, I guess I really don't I haven't really thought about that. And one of my favorite oh and Gundam oh my god I watched a ton of anime and I still made fun of it. Wow. Um, I think that like for Dragon Ball for me, I think that they should have just taken a saga. Yep. Like maybe. Part of the Frieza saga, part of the Cell saga, part of the the Boo saga, and instead of being like, okay, here's the origin of Goku, and here's the origin of all this, just been like, it's already established. Because yeah. this, the thing that bothers me for live action adaptations, and this is something that I really appreciate about One Piece, the, is that we don't need an, it. We don't need an origin story. And I think another good example of this is Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Right. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't get. We don't get the Spider Man origin of the spider and Uncle Ben, and with great power comes responsibility and yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, if you're making a live action anime, right? That that movie is going to be for the fans of the anime as well as you're going to try to cast your net to bring in some new people. Yes. Right. But I feel like you could just been like. Here's Goku, maybe a little narration and been like, here's the world, here's what's going on, Goku's already established, everyone's already established, here's a threat, and all you need to know is that 
these are the good guys and here's what they're capable of and there's these things that can grant a wish and here's the bad guys here's what they're capable of and they're after the same thing and then just make a movie off of one of the sagas yeah you don't need this weird backstory and all this like this weird high school scenes and it's just here's here's what i would say yeah the the they they tried to do too much with it and they committed every cardinal sin that you could possibly commit while making an adaptation one they dropped all the banger music that people were used to two they attempted to have moments where the pacing matched the anime and then the other ones which makes it like very it's Mm -hmm. you know it's what i like to call like video whiplash like it's it's film whiplash you're like wait what oh hold on now we're back to the normal pace um and then it dropped everything that would have made it good in the interest of writing a wholly brand new plot that had nothing to do with the actual Dragon Ball Z universe. Like there's no, yep. Oh, they could have. And I, 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 here's the one credit that I'll give to it. This is before we had ever gotten a good live action adaptation of any anime. Like we had <laughs> still not even had a single good one yet. So it's fine. It can just be buried in the recesses of time yeah. where we were experimenting and trying to see if it could work. This also, I, I, but then what I'd want to add to that, this also probably put the kibosh on a lot of div- like what might've been better developed anime adaptation ideas at the time, which explains why we're just getting the first good one now. Right. Because it yeah. bombed. It bombed bad. Anybody who was a fan of Dragon Ball Z was like, absolutely not. I'm not touching it. Yeah. No. Um, and then since then, we've gotten, like, people have been, like, kind of dipping their toes in it. I think this year is the first year that, like, the Western market has actually been like, okay, here's a good one. You know? Yeah. Um, well, partnering with the creators from where it originated is really helping like yes. i said like Andy machete is supposed to be working with the creator of attack on you know what i mean like yeah. one piece is a good example of that so like the fact that those studios are being like oh like your audience loves anime like let's work together to bring it you know what i mean like yes. to bring it to life in a different way like that helps a lot yeah the first i will say the, oh yeah go ahead. no you go well i was gonna say on dragon ball the one thing that that like will forever be ingrained in my mind with that movie is the fact that like you spend the first like little bit of it being where Goku's like, my grandpa's dead. I really miss my grandpa. And then like he's with this crazy lunatic Master Roshi who like is not the anime version at all in my no. opinion. And then at the end, after knowing Master Roshi for like a couple of days, he dies and he's like, I'm going to use the Dragon Balls to bring back this mean man that was my mentor for a couple of days instead of my grandpa who I love. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, 100%. I want a Big Mac. I got to McDonald's. I'm going to get a salad. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> also, like, the the big thing I was looking forward to, because, like, going into it being someone who grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and Toonami, I was like, all right, cool. They're mm. definitely going to introduce Vegeta and Nappa, and they're going to be badass. Uh, yeah, right? And they didn't. And that was probably the biggest letdown for me. I'm like, uh, the Prince of All Saiyans is not here. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Vegeta was Why definitely Why is the missing. Prince of All Saiyans not here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, Man. and... We all know Vegeta is everybody's favorite angry dad. So, like, we need him, you know? <laughs> like, he's an essential part of storytelling in that universe. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. probably the worst. Like, and it, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, up there with Death Note for me. It's like, definitely. It might be Dragon Ball. Yeah. Then Death Note. Then 
all the Attack on Titan movies that I watched for some reason. I have not watched any of those. Don't. Uh, don't. I would don't say, yeah, worst is definitely Dragon Ball Z. Um, the the second worst, I mean, if you want to put it in a category, we don't have to talk about it, but Avatar was definitely really bad because that's, that's actually yeah, that's what terrible. made me not watch the cartoon for so long was like I saw oh. the live action. I was like. I was like, yeah, I wasn't that into the cartoon, but now I'm definitely not watching it. <laughs> like, The cartoon is really good. I don't know if that's considered an anime as much as it is like a Western cartoon in the style of an anime. Mm-hmm. But I do know that the thing that really, really bothered me about that movie is, for one, I that cartoon hit me at the right time. Yeah. Like, It came out at the perfect age for me. But then to hear in an interview M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong be like, Oh, yeah, I did this because my kids love Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. If I was your kid, I would have been like, Dad, I fucking hate you. You ruined something amazing. Dad, you failed. (laughs) Oh, the firebenders can't bend fire unless there's fire nearby. So dumb. That is not a thing. Why? And in his reasoning, I'll never forget this. In an interview, he was like, well, I changed that because I didn't think it would make sense for people if they could just shoot fire out of their hands. Really? In a universe where people could control rock, air, and water, you didn't think it would make sense if they could just shoot fire? So dumb. Um, you can suspend your disbelief a little bit there, Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong. Like, come on. So dumb. You um, made a movie about where whole, where water is the weakness to aliens that invade a planet that's 70% water, and you you do think that people controlling fire is ridiculous? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um <laughs> All right, let's let's touch on a couple good ones, and then we'll wrap up with uh, we'll we'll chat about One Piece for a little bit. But I don't, even, I'm not even gonna go past uh the first episode when we talk about it, okay? Because I want I, I want okay, so, you to thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I okay. So in terms of good adaptations, mm-hmm. there's only two that come to mind. Okay, and one of them's One Piece. Hit me with the other one. Oh well, okay then three because okay hit me hit me with the two that you think are good adaptations. (laughs) Okay, the first one is might be an unpopular opinion, but I genuinely think that the Alita Battle Angel adaptation is is good. I agree. Go on. Okay, Um, I couldn't tell you anything about the anime or the manga because I never read it. I just think that that movie is good, and from what I've heard from people that have, they say it's a pretty good adaptation. It's pretty solid, and honestly, they they really leaned into what it would mean to make that world alive. Like what would what would bring that crazy world to life, and it it really like. When that movie starts, it doesn't slow down, which is good. Well, yeah. except for, like, a couple scenes that are necessary for, like, there's kind of, like, this weird love plot, you know? But, like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, Yeah, no, Alita Battle Angel was good. All the action was really good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm with you on that. There's not much to talk about when it comes to that, though, because it's no. a very simple plot. Like, if you're into action with a little bit of romance, like, yeah, that's it. it Great cast. We got it's it. It's got um, the villain from the first Deadpool uh, yes. What's the guy that's from Inglorious Bastards and Django? Oh my God, uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Yep. Yeah, who's Great amazing. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, in everything. Yeah. He uh, needs to be the in other live action adaptation that I would say probably still because obviously I've only watched one episode of One Piece, but the the one that I think is still the best in my books is mm-hmm. gonna probably you're gonna disagree with this. Hit me. Um, Detective Pikachu. No, I'm not going to disagree with you because that was good. Um, it counts. It I, counts. No, first off, Justice Smith. 
amazing. Is amazing and was in, in another Dungeons adaptation. In Dun- yeah. Um, Justice Smith, I have loved Justice Smith since The Get Down. And The Get He's Down. Ha- have you seen The Get Down? It's incredible. It's It blew Netflix. my mind. It blew yeah. my mind. I was like, wow, this is the best show Netflix has ever made. Like, <laughs> and honestly, I would still say The Get Down is like a top tier exam. It's like definitely in top five. Like, best it's shows really Netflix has ever, ever made. So good. Um, Justice Smith does an amazing job. He always delivers. He's in a really great movie, actually, with Sidney Sweeney. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's him and Sidney Sweeney in Voyeurs on Amazon. Yeah, Justice Smith, amazing. Totally. He's in the Jurassic World movies. Ju- yeah, he's incredible. Justice Smith is in a movie with Sidney Sweeney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about Jurassic World? No, skip. Yeah, skip. Fair. fair <laughs> Pass. Fair. Uh, we're talking skip. about good ad- adaptations right now. <laughs> anyway. Detective uh, Pikachu, though, yes. is fantastic. And Phenomenal. Ryan yeah. Great choice for Pikachu. The best, the best choice. Yes, I'm super glad Detective Pikachu was not just another Pokemon Pokemon movie. Um, yeah, it's probably it's got some the, good jokes too. It's probably the only Pokemon movie that I really, really like enjoy as an adult. Because Pokemon, I'm I don't want to yeah. say like I aged out of it because there are a lot of people who still enjoy Pokemon. I'm watching One Piece, obviously. I still watch like cartoon shows. Like I watch silly stuff, but um, I, something about me, like I, I got to a point where like, it was hard. It became harder and harder to just like suspend my disbelief about the Pokemon world and just kind of be like, all right. So like, there's some, like the Pokemon world, there's a lot of double standards, right? It's like, we're really nice to the Pokemon, but we're going to keep them in Pokeballs forever, but we're yeah. really nice to them, but they have to battle each other until they knock each other when out. When you think about but, it too hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you so, start to really think about it, you're like, oh. Yeah. So I try not to first off, cause yeah. I did for a while. I was like, eh, this just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't match up for me. And like, I think at some point, like the characters got a little bit stale. Like, cause I grew up with like Ash, Brock, Misty. You know, same. The only characters that never got stale for me, even though they're very linear, are Team Rocket and Meowth. Um, Love Team Rocket. Meowth is my favorite Pokemon. So, like, whatever. You know, like, um, but watching that movie and seeing a different take on it and seeing all of the Pokemon interact differently and, like, just, I love, like, Psyduck just being absolutely off the chain. Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime. All of it is so good. Um, good bits. Yeah, good really. Bits. That was a really good adaptation. I actually, so I would say second best adaptation in my books, and you probably have not seen this one, but I highly recommend watching either the anime or the live action adaptation because both are good. Is Erased. Erased mm-hmm. is so freaking good. And it's dark, and it's everything that most Americans love because everybody loves murder podcasts, and it's about a murder. That's true. And a guy's got to go back in time and solve it, but he's got to solve it as kid him. And it's like, oh, it's so good. And the stakes are high, and people are dying. And, yeah, Erased is just like, I love Erased. Erased is phenomenal. Um, And they did a good job with the adaptation. Where is the – Adaptation? I'm I'm looking up. I'm trying to look it up. I see the TV miniseries from 2016. That's it. Is it the 20? Is it the 2017? Oh yeah, here it is. It's on Netflix. Yes, it's on Netflix. Um, oh shoot! Super, super good. And they actually did a good job with it. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big recommend okay. on Erased. 
Um, but that okay. would be number two for me. One Piece is number one. Let's get into One Piece because I have to go to another soccer game soon. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, lucky you. Uh, it's great. It's Mason's first modified game, and he's oh. gonna crush it because he's also a beast. So, mm. yeah, he's um, he's awesome. One Piece, uh, is bad. I did not like it. The live action goose did. Yeah, hit I, me. I I just okay. I, I can't keep this up. It's really fucking good. Oh, okay, I was <laughs> like, I was, I was like, I was, I was like, oh, so this hard. is. This is a plot twist. I was, I was like, yeah, bring it on. No, I was going to try to keep that up. But, like, the truth of the matter is, all right, I'm just going to rant for a minute because I feel like you're going to agree with all of this. Yes. There's off the rip, out the gate, there are so, so many things about this adaptation that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. this is how you do it. Yes. For one like we've talked about, ad- there's certain things you cannot adapt from like the animation style to yes. live action. But like what you were saying, I think that you can, you can kind of, you can implement it in a way that works without it being crazy, stupid, or weird. And yeah. like, I know zero about One Piece. And I mean, when I say I know zero, yeah. when I found out that he could stretch, I was like, what do you mean he can stretch? I didn't even know he was made out of rubber or whatever. Oh like, yeah, I dude. legitimately did not know that. Yeah. Did not know any of the characters, like I met the swordsman and he was like pirate hunter. And I was like, oh, he's the villain. And then by the end of the first episode, I'm like, he's not the villain. Okay. Like I know nothing about this. Yay! And as somebody who knows zero about the anime yeah. and has had zero spoilers about yeah. any of it, this is the type of show that you would want to make to bring people in, whether you're an anime fan or not. Yes. I believe you can enjoy this show because it does such a good job of being like, okay, Here's the characters. Here's a little bit about them. Not a lot about their backstory. You just you know that Luffy like really wants to be a pirate. He hurt himself. He ate a magical fruit. Yep. There was this one pirate that he really looked up to, and that's it. And that's all you really know about him. And you just know that like Shanks. through his interactions with like all of the characters, he is he's very optimistic, which I love. He's very much like, oh, you want to help people? You're good in my books because I want to help people. And it's yep. like you kind of get a sense for his character through showing, yes. not telling. Yes. And that's a huge, huge problem with adaptations where they spend too much time being like, look at this character. Here he is. Here's why you love him. It's like, let me just see him in action. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, so that, for one, I think that the introduction of all the characters, like when you meet the thief, whose name I don't remember because I'm like, Nami. Noma? Nami. Um, I think that, like, her introduction where she's on the boat and I'm like, oh, shit, she's like, who is this girl? And then, like, the pirates come up and, and you're, um, I, my first thought was like, oh, no, nah, man, like, these guys are going to, like, oh, this is going to suck. And then she tricks them, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, she's yeah. this kind of character. Like, I didn't, I don't need to know anything else about her character. All I know is that she doesn't like pirates, and she's a thief, and she's really clever, and her and Luffy's interactions are phenomenal. Yes. And, like, the plot is so basic, but it works to the point where it's, like, just by being, like, all the pirates in the world are looking for this treasure. So pirates are against each other, but then you've also got, like, the East India Trading Company and the Marines from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's my reference. Kind of. I love yeah, pirates. yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, like, you've got this other, like, force that's going to, you know, probably cause some trouble, and they hate pirates. And, like, yep. I think as an adaptation, for one, the action scenes yep. are are good because they feel 
anime-esque yep. like when he falls out of the tower with the safe and you're like you wouldn't survive that if you're a real person but like he's made a this rubber world's already it's already set up to suspend your disbelief that this is a hyper realistic world like oh, the yeah. way that the swordsman moves and like when i saw that he had three and then he put two in one hand i was like oh he's gonna dual wield like he's gonna have like a double edge on one and he's gonna have a single sword in the other and then he puts that shit in his fucking mouth yes and i'm dude. like i looked over yes. at goose and i was like what is this? And they were like, yes. Yeah, that's his technique. And I'm yes. like, but then it, it, no. it kind of works. No. It, it kind of works. <laughs> yep. It's good. It's so good. Like, it's so like, good. There's so many, so many elements of this show that I'm like, this is so anime and it yeah. works. Like, yes. It, it just, it works. Like, the- he moves really fast. Like, there was a scene. In that fight scene where the, the swordsman, whose name I also can't remember. Roro I'll get these names Zoro. down. Zoro. Just call him Zoro. Zoro. Oh, Zoro. Zoro is easy to remember. Zoro. Um, wait, was was the creator of One Piece? Did he was he inspired by actual? Like, I have Zoro? no. Like, no into- there's so many names. Like one of my favorite characters that you will not meet for a long time in the live action is named Don Quixote, Do Flamingo. Like there's so many names that are like there's there's a black beard, there's a white beard, there's like of there's course. a lot of names where it it equates to like real life in a weird way but okay. like and you're like is there inspiration but like it just kind of ends at the naming scheme that's it so. well it's just interesting because zoro is like a swordsman and like really skilled yes and zoro is a swordsman anyways yes um but there's a scene where like they're fighting all the marines and like it's when he first joins the fight and yes. like he moves really quick when he's slicing, but it doesn't look um, – it looks like he's just, like, kind of gliding. Yeah. But, like, he's moving fast like you would in an anime. And I just, like yeah. – it's little details like that as somebody who's a massive fan of anime. Specifically, really love animes that have swords like Demon Slayer and, mm-hmm. like, Jujutsu Kaisen and a lot of others. Yep. But I think that this One Piece show – and I'm only one episode in, but the thing is, is, like, I'm only one episode in, but, like – it, it, it cannot get – like, the benchmark is set. Like, no matter what these episodes are, knowing what I know, that there's not a lot of filler mm-hmm. and that they really move the plot around oh, along yeah. and, like, they don't really waste a lot of time on things that are unnecessary. Like, no. this is really good. And the thing that I think makes it really, really perfect for me is two things. One – the surprise narration from Ian fucking McShane in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. So good. Loved that. I heard him and I was like, is that fucking Ian McShane? Yep. It is Ian McShane. Offering in um, an age of piracy. Yeah. Dude, if you don't know the name Ian McShane, John Wick, he is the uh, the leader or the owner of the Continental or the manager of the Continental. Yep. He's also, he plays Blackbeard in Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Um. But yeah, I think that the the, the the guy, the kid that plays Luffy, mm-hmm. right? Now, I've seen some interviews with him, and he got to meet the creator of One Piece. And Oda. I know I know nothing, again, about the anime or how Luffy is. But I can tell that this kid is fucking nailing it. Oh, yeah. He's nailing it. No, he's I can just tell. It. Yeah, he's, oh, he's... I can tell. The, the thing that I... The thing that took me a while to realize, like, because like I said, I I got to like episode 60-ish and was like, okay, I love this show now. And that was mainly after the introduction of my favorite character who you haven't even met yet. Um, But 
I, as I was watching the show, I was like, there's something about it that I just enjoy. And so it's fine. Like, it's fine that it's not blowing me away, but it's it's cool and fun. Because the show at this point, like, to start watching the anime at episode one, you're basically watching something from 1998, right? Yeah. So you're watching something from before the 2000s even, and it's very old animation, and some of it's very, like, it's, it's like, it, it would be like if you went back and watched the original Pokemon. You know, like it's that kind Gundam, of animation. Which I tried. Yeah, it's that yeah. kind of animation. And sometimes it feels a little bit jerky and slow. But like, that's what we that was like cutting edge back then, you know, like. So it is kind of yeah. it's so there was like a little bit of nostalgia for that. But mainly the thing that drew me in that I didn't realize drew me in until I got to like later episodes is Luffy is all about being a good person and freedom. And that's it. Yeah. And like for a show that. about pirates, like anytime somebody does a pirate thing, it's like we're pirates and it's gritty and we're against the law and the law is our enemy. But, the you know, like yeah. and this is just the opposite. And um, he even says it. And this isn't like a spoiler. Like he says, I'm a different kind of pirate. And it's like, cool. That's all you needed to say. That's it. That's all you needed to say. Um, well, I was going to say that's one of the lines that really like I really enjoyed was when the people that are around him being like, I hate pirates. And he's like, you haven't hung out with me yet. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. You can't no, argue with that really logic. Good. And like, um, and I really like, there were, there were some things that were, there were like scenes that were kind of added in. Um, and there were some scenes that were taken away, but ultimately what they did was like going back to like where, where I was saying like how to adapt anime, like the, the things that you need to consider one, you need banger music. This show has banger music, but it is banger live action music, right? It's very like triumphant. It's, it's very, it, you know, almost harkens back to pirates of the Caribbean, but it's its own thing. Cause it's a little bit lighthearted and adventurous. And then you need to have good pacing. And it can't be anime pacing, but it can't be slower live action pacing. And one thing that I wanted to make sure to mention was a director friend of mine actually said that they didn't like the pacing of the action scenes. And I kind—I I don't kind of, I heartily disagree with that. I actually, I, disagree as well. I really like that they've slowed down the action in a world where like Same. action scenes are like Optimus Prime and, and a blurry Decepticon beheading mm -hmm. things, you know, like. Every action scene we've seen has like some sort of blur and the camera angles always shifting and it makes yeah. it seem faster than it is. And it almost makes everybody like this weird, un unidentifiable like superhero. You know, Marvel films, yeah. it, everything's like blurry angles and camera shakes. And then in this show, there's like like you said, there's there's a little bit of gliding. There's like they'll actually yeah. watch somebody do something in relative real time. It it feels a little bit faster than real time, but like not so much that it's unbelievable. And I really appreciate that. I really enjoy that. You know what the it's action refreshing. reminds me of? Yeah. The action reminds me of more modern down to earth action films. It reminds yeah. me of John Wick, Nobody, yes. uh Extraction where yes, like Obviously, I'm not saying that John Wick is realistic, actually. I mean, in John Wick 4, he literally tumbles downstairs for, like, 10 minutes. But, like, the what I mean by that Which is, is great. when he shoots people, when he's in fist-to-fist -fist combat, it's not like Fast and Furious movies where it's just, like, plowing through a dozen guys. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, he's getting hit. He gets slowed as the fight continues. He's yes. out of breath. Like, it feels like a natural fight. And what I, what I like about One Piece is they've taken that and they've just, like, moved the mark. Just a little bit. Yes. Just a little bit to make it a little bit more fast. But, like, you're right. It's not 
it's not Captain Marvel flying through a dozen ships and shooting beams out, and then you know in the background there's a million other people fighting. Like yes, that's exhausting. There is a there is a movie that I love that watching One Piece reminded me of, and it brought a smile to my face. And that movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, is Kung Fu Hustle. Have you ever seen Kung Fu Hustle? Yes. It's amazing, and it's so cartoony and weird and fun. Um, And One Piece made me think of that movie. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Like, yeah, Kung Fu Hustle is such a good movie, and I highly recommend anybody who wants to see, like, a good kind of silly action film watch Kung Fu Hustle. But ultimately, you know, going back to, like, what One Piece is doing right, like, music, pacing, characters they're like cartoony but they're not right like you can still identify with a lot of what they're doing and it's because they talk normally so they're not like just and i think that's something one piece was a little bit easier to do these characters and do them well because their language i mean the only one that you'll meet inevitably who i think is nowhere near as cartoony as he is and it's thank god is Usopp. <laughs> There's a character okay. named Usopp that you meet, and in the cartoon, I almost can't stand him. You know how, like, I love Zenitsu? Mm. He's like Zenitsu, right? So he's like, like everything's like at a 10 or 11, and this Usopp is not always at 10 or 11. Thank God. I, I That was a good choice. And there, are, that's another thing that they're doing right, is they're taking the things that are too much anime, and this is what um, Emma Sullivan was talking about. They're taking the things that are like, they would be too hard to translate and they're saying, okay, how do we do this in a more relatable way for us? Right. So that's, that's yeah. definitely what I would, uh, that's, that's probably what I would say is the best. I, I just 100% recommend anybody watch it. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm plowing it's through really the good. anime too. Like, which is just the anime is like, I can tell it's building. I I don't know. I'm making sure I don't spoil things, but I can tell it's building up to a point where it's going to go like full shonen, and I can't yeah. wait. Like I honestly can't wait for the show to go full shonen. Like remember watching Hunter Hunter? Did you watch Hunter Hunter? Right. Oh yeah, I started. Okay. It. I need I need to finish that. So Hunter Hunter doesn't go full shonen until like episode. I want to say like fifteen. Somewhere around like fifteen or twenty, minute. it goes I like the first full season. shonen, right? Yeah. Um, which is cool because the whole time you're like, "Oh, this is interesting," but oh, people are actually dying, and there's the, like some people are faster than others, and this is weird. And then like when you get to like fifteen through like twenty five, all of a sudden it's like full shonen, and it's really good. Yeah. And I, I one piece, the anime is definitely building up to that too, and that'll be an interesting line. I think there will be some interesting lines to cross for the. Uh, live action as well when they get into do like that realm where like some of the more ridiculous things start happening but they're they've already shown that like they can do them with some poise they can do them with some grace they can actually do them in a way where like you're not you don't feel taken out of the experience you know yeah yeah um because i don't have anything else really to say about uh one piece the final question i have for you uh to wrap this up because i know you got to get going and i have I have a lot of nothing calling my name today. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, if you had to pick one anime that has not been attempted to be adapted to live action as a show or a movie, Monster. what would you pick and why? Okay. Yep, Monster. 
100%. Monster, because you could actually do it, even if you did it in half an hour episodes, which Monster originally was, you could still do it. It would be 87 half an hour episodes, or it would be 40 uh, hour long episodes. And you could actually even still cut some things out and just make it four seasons. So it would yeah, be four perfect. Season, 10 episodes. Yep. It would be, yeah. it would be perfect. It would play out. You could do it long form. You could do it short form. You could do either because it, monster is one of those ones that like, you don't have to do it shot for shot, but the plot of it is so believable and the characters in it, none of them are like, None of them are like otherworldly in a way where like you don't believe it. But the, the oh, it's yeah. so fucking good. I can't recommend Monster enough. Like it is one of the best mm-hmm. anime I've ever watched. It's a sign in. It's about a doctor who saves a kid who might be the Antichrist. Like I've heard of this. it's so yeah. good. It is so so that. so 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 good. And the the bad guy in it, his name is Johan. He's the kid. And like the show, this isn't even a spoiler. The show, like he saves the kid life. And then the kids disappear, and then their parents get murdered, and then 19 years later, murders start happening, and that's where the show starts. And like, that's cool. It's, f- oh, dude, I maybe I'll have to check that out. I it on my crunch. Cannot roll. recommend it enough. It is like, it. I remember watching that for the first time, and like every episode, like I, I that's all I watched. Kind of the way that I'm watching One Piece right now for a long time. I was watching Monster. Hmm. Just like I would get home, and I'd be like, cool, I'm gonna bang out like three episodes of Monster today. Um. Yeah, it's so good, and it, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't recommend I'll have to it. Check enough. That out. Yeah, number one. What about you? Mm. Um, I, this is, I mean, unpopular opinion, but I would really like to see a True and Blue original run series where it leads up into the big tournament for the world, Gundam. Because, and here's why I think yep. this, why we could easily do Gundam. Yeah, we've seen Pacific Rim, yep. which is Gundam adjacent. Yep, but I think that. I think that Gundam is slept on because there's a lot it's like Dragon Ball there's a lot of different like series but yep. the original from like the 80s I think or early 90s that I watched where mm-hmm. it's all about the world fights for control through Gundam battles and it devastates the cities that they land in I think that in an age where disaster movies are super boring but people love to see like giant kaijus and Godzilla and we've seen Mecha Godzilla in live action I don't see why we couldn't have a mini series. I think you could do it as a mini series, so maybe like eight episodes, wrap up all the story into like one good season, and just show you know the gritty realism of these giant robots that fight for world control and just wreck the cities that they're in. And yeah. then the tournament has a lot of really heartfelt moments. I'm a big fan yeah. of this original anime. There's a whole subplot where like one of the Gundam pilots falls in love with another Gundam pilot and one of them has this reason for winning and the other one has this reason for winning and then they have to fight each other. And yeah. It's just like, I think that would be a really, for one, if you like big robots smashing, which people do. Who doesn't? It would be, re- it'd be really successful, but also like there's some, I think Gundam, like I don't think people realize like how many good story beats are in that original series. Yeah, I, I could see that. I think a better introduction to the world of Gundam, and I've thought about this before, is uh, it would be Iron-Blooded Orphans because it's such a like modern story. And it really highlights the fact that like, like they they went like a little bit younger than Gundam pilots usually are, and so they're like you know they're like sixteen year old kids and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is good. Like I, I Iron Blooded Orphans made me cry. I like I really enjoyed watching it. Some of the characters are just unforgettable. 
So I, I think that would be a good introduction. Or Hathaway, because Hathaway is like a compartmentalized yeah. story. So I think that would be fun. Um, Even Witch from Mercury, like the dude, anime. Witch from Mercury would be so good. <laughs> it's so good. So I just think that a Gundam, a Gundam live action in general, and like we've had a lot of Gundam content, and like I know people are like, well, we had Pacific Rim, and like, there's a really yeah. good uh, like full on 3D animated uh, Gundam show or movie and stuff. But yes. like, I don't know. I think that I think it'd be really good, and yeah, yeah. I think okay. So that's that's what I would love to see live action. Adap- adapted from anime but i've actually thought about this and i say this a lot to you i think uh i think a lot of times there are live action movies that would almost be better adapted and fleshed out as anime shows or movies Agreed. and my my number one nomination for that is um the uh the classic sci-fi space opera fifth element like that it, that as an We've anime that. would yeah. be like I, I would be in heaven if they did that as an anime because I know that they could do it well. Like the first two episodes could just be like yeah. in the past and then introducing Corbin Dallas. Right. You could just do those. But like the fifth element already basically is an anime. Think about the breakneck speed that that plot oh, yeah. takes. It's so good. Like people are blowing up and like attacking the airport and the airport's just full of trash and they never talk about it. But like, you're just like, Oh yeah, that's the future. The airport's just full of trash. Like it's, yeah. It's so good. I, I have a really good one that I think like and you mentioned it actually earlier in this episode, but yeah. like Transformers would be so good if it was anime. As a proper like, they anime. Should just, they should Yeah, they should just take the Transformers that Michael Bay did because yep. like and they should just make it into like a, a movie yeah. or a show or a cartoon. Kids would eat that up. Yep. The merchandising, the toys, like it'd be so much better. It would be Transformers would be so much better yeah. if it was animated. I agree. I know it's animated. I know it's a show, no, everybody. But, no, it's but like, no I'm proper joke. anime animated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm making no, a joke. I know it's a cartoon. Yeah. I know Michael Bay didn't invent it. I'm just, I'm making a joke. Oh, everybody okay. calm down. It's just a joke. No, I won't calm down, Odie. How dare you? How dare you disregard <laughs> the giant toy advertisement that was Transformers, the Avatar series. The Last Airbender. That would be a good cartoon as well. That would be a good cartoon. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. What, um, what's your jam? All right, jams this week. Uh, I'm going to keep it very simple. I'm going to see Sleep Token in two days. So Sleep I'm Token's so back on the jam list. Let uh, me know. There's actually um, there's a band uh, that popped up on my radar this week that's reminiscent of Sleep Token. I was like, oh, this is a genre now. Uh, so I would say that uh, they're called Stoneside, and they have an album called God of the hmm. Mountain. I really enjoyed Stoneside. listening to that this week. Yeah, they're like Sleep Let Token me... adjacent um i've got some editing to do today let me stone stone side one word stone side yeah one word god one word god of the mountain god of the mountain yep okay Uh, only 1.26 subscribers on youtube music yeah little recommendation on that uh they're pretty good all right i'm gonna check them out um but they they flew my way this week my other jam obviously like i'm watching one piece that's what i was crushing this week that's that's my jam um oh and ahsoka because i i like I like that it's coming out one episode a week, so I am caught up. Um, Here's what I would like to do, if yeah. it's okay with you. I know I already did a Star Wars episode. Yeah. But when Ahsoka wraps up, yeah. I would like to do talk an Ahsoka about episode. all of the things that you should have known about Ahsoka from Clone Wars and Rebels and leading into Ahsoka because, yeah. Yeah, let's do a Rosario Dawson Stan episode. <laughs> 
All right. All right, cool. Um, that's about it for jams this week, my dude. I what don't do have a got? lot either. Um, I caught up on Ahsoka, watched all four episodes. Hooray. And all I can say is it's amazing. All I can say is no spoilers here, but the end of episode four brought me to tears. Yeah. Because it's all I've ever wanted. Yay. It's all I've been waiting for. I cannot express how much I love The Clone Wars. That was a show that I watched when it was out and then when they brought it back for the final season. Mm -hmm. I think Ahsoka is one of the best written characters in Star Wars because she is conflicted and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, I can say this all for the Ahsoka episode, but the end of it, when that thing happens in episode four and you hear the line in live action for the first time and like, it just, mm, it's so, (laughs) it's so good. I can't like, I love it so much. Um, other than catching up on Ahsoka, I started catching up on Demon Slayer. I haven't seen oh, the Swordsmith nice. Village arc, so I started watching that. That's good. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, I like Demon Slayer. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. That's about it. Music-wise, I haven't really cool. dived into anything new. And then I'm going to be watching uh, One Piece and probably mm-hmm. a bunch of anime this week. So. All right. That's it, Oh, Jujutsu baby. Kaisen. I'll be watching Jujutsu Kaisen because it's coming. Nice. It's back now until January, the Shibuya arc. I so. will be uh, doing a lot of rehearsals and workouts and watching kids play sports this week. Fun. I yep. did that this weekend, too, apparently. Perfect. <laughs> That's that, right. That'll be a full episode is kids playing sports this season. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Yeah, we'll uh, just we'll just talk about yeah. kids. Oh my god, and we could we could pretend that we're announcers for ESPN. It'll be great. I hate watching kids play sports. Now. But we're gonna be announcers for ESPN. All right, Odie, love I'll it. catch you later. Have a great week. Adios. Peace and love. Uh, Caden, say love. you want to say goodbye. Bye. He says bye. Bye. <laughs> the cutest ending. <laughs>